Welcome to the Council of Moms, where we're getting stuff done and we're making decisions for you. And we have listener questions this time, and I'm really excited. I'm Lisa Valentine Clark. I'm the mother of five kids. Um, I have three baby adults and two teenagers, um, two that live at home. And I love hosting The Lisa Show. I love acting, doing improvisational uh, musicals and plays with my friends. It's I like to do a lot of weird things. And that's who I am. <laughs> and here with me on this council is... My name is LaVon Wells, and I have, I've birthed uh, four children, and three are still with us in physicality. I'm an empty nester, and I love speaking on the power of love and how it heals through grief. And, um, and I love supporting people in living life here and now. Love it. Awesome. I am Shari Lyon. Um, I'm an artist by trade, and I have three kiddos and then two in-law kiddos that couldn't love more if I had birthed them myself. I feel very lucky, lucky that we gained them. But they're all adults, and so I'm just enjoying my life as an empty nester, mostly. <laughs> I'm Brittany Phillips, and I am a mom to four one through marriage, one through adoption, and two biological children. And um, the work I do now is I help women who are moms in blended families and kind of help them through that transition into a new stage of motherhood. This is great. We've got so many different perspectives and just life experiences to take to this question. And this one, this question is maybe... (laughs) I didn't write it, but it is personal. (laughs) So I'm just going to dive right in. This question comes from Annika, who was in my head, in Hartford, Connecticut. And she said, hi, Council of Moms. I have a 16-year-old son who is a bright, charismatic kid, but who just refuses to care about how he does in school. I want to give him the freedom to make mistakes, but I am worried that he may end up putting himself on a path that he can't come back from if he doesn't manage to finish high school. Do you have any tips for how I can help my son care about his grades? Let's let's just get right Whoa, into it. Wait. I mean, there's a lot in that question, right? There's like there's the school thing, there's the relationship. How do you get something somebody to care about something? <laughs> there's also I think a little bit of grief about how you thought things were going to go and how they actually turned out. So mm. what, do, what do we have for Annika? And a lot of fear as a mom. Like, you want all your kids to be the most successful. And that and everything. It's scary when, when you're like, I can't make them be successful. It's hard to give them that freedom to, we were talk, you know, yeah. like talking about like failure in kids and, and how, oh, how good it is for them to just really fail sometimes but really hard to watch and be a part of. Tell me more about that, though, because I think it lies in the specifics of yeah. like what we're letting them. I mean, are we letting them fail in everything? And what does that right. mean, letting them even? Right. <laughs> I know. I mean, I say it, and then I'm like, I don't know if I... Well, as moms, we want to step into everything. I mean, we want to yeah. step in. We don't want them to feel any pain. You know, I wish my kids never had to hurt. But, but I think we have to ask ourselves with each hard situation like would I rather them experience that now when I'm here to help them through it or you know as an adult when it's going to be harder whatever the failure is it's going to be harder and I think being able to be there so that you can actively play a role in working through and teaching them you know 
how to come back from failures. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would put it out there. Honestly, it's time to have a conversation again and um, do it differently <laughs> and a different setting. Um, find out in this conversation that you're going to have with your son, what is his passion? Does she know what his passion is? Mm-hmm. What has he been daydreaming about? What is he thinking? What are exactly what are his dreams? Now, as parents, we have dreams for our children. They're they're not their dreams. Yeah. So I know where do you put go. them? <laughs> yeah, they're not. You gotta put them aside. My dream is not the same for my you know my child. Yeah. They have a vision for them. So somewhat of a we call I may call it a vision, but they may there it's. There's something they've been daydreaming about. There's something that that 16-year-old is into. Is he into anime? I mean, what is going on? What, what, where is the, um, where, how are the communications going with him to find out what is his heart's desire? Because a lot of times, I, I, from my own experience, it's been like selfish. Like, my heart desire for you is... No, what is your child's heart desire? And in the end, honestly, I've just really, from my own experience as being a mother, realized that truly none of my children belong to me. They are their own individual, unique, (laughs) capital S, soul. And, (laughs) And they have a vision and they have a dream. And they may not have absolute clarity, do we have absolute clarity as adults? No. Nope. Yeah. So what are we expecting these 16-year-olds to have or to be doing? I mean, we, anyway, whew, that's, a big, that's a big conversation. We'll, we'll keep going. No, but I like it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It, it, we're expecting we're more clear. that we, don't, we wouldn't even expect on ourselves. So what is this? And, and every kid doesn't have to fit in the box. Exactly. I had three very different kids who had three very different educational experiences. Mm -hmm. And the box didn't work for any of them. Like all three of them ended up doing very non-traditional paths, you know. And the box doesn't work for everyone. It's great when it does as a parent. Like... (laughs) I had an older mom. This is why I think it's so great to be friends with people who are different ages, different backgrounds, everything. And she, I, we didn't, we don't know each other super well, but she asked me what was going on or how I was or something like that. And she caught me in a moment where one of my kids, one of the five, so I can be very vague and nobody knows, <laughs> was not doing well in school. Like, you know, I was very type A in school and and it was one of my older kids. And so like, this was new to me, like, well, why don't you just care? Cause I cared. Yeah. So just like, what was I thinking? <laughs> so dumb. Those, the, the oldest have the hardest time, don't they? Anyway. And I was kind of expressing frustration of like, they need a hand in this. And then I don't know if they can get it. And she kind of quieted me and she's got great kids. I mean, and I knew him and she said to me, well, what's the worst that could happen? I'm like, they fail out of school and they don't graduate. Like, I, like I thought that was the right. She's like, that's really not the it's worst not. thing in the world. And I was like, wow. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Because to me, that sounded like, have a kid fail? N- you know, never mind my own ego and everything like that. But like, you go to school every day. You should, 
This is like the bare minimum. Like, this it's not that hard. hard. <laughs> you know, I was having all of these, you know, self-doubts. And she said, it's really not the worst thing in the world because if they don't care, they can always go back and get their GED. They can still go to college. They can still be on a path to be an independent adult. Like this really, I know how it feels, but it really isn't the worst thing. And she was coming from a place of experience in, and, and love, like- I'm not telling you this to be a brat or like, it's I'm just telling you because back. I've learned this. And if you want to learn yeah. it too, you can. And it has helped me. I cannot tell you how much it helped me for her to say that. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I think one of the biggest teachers, um, what, why we're here <laughs> experiencing life is to learn through trial and error. And we have to allow our kids to have, make choices and see the consequences from the choices they're making. And yeah, I think we can always guide them and like, here, here's what I hope and expect from you. But ultimately, they get to make the final call. And, and what are we making it mean? Like you're saying, if I'm making it mean something about me, then I need to step back and kind of have a reality check with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a me problem. Well, so, okay. But I want to know, like on a practical level, mm-hmm. like, because there's a lot of people in this situation, at least in my life, where we're like parents. texting each other like, well, how much do you help? How much are you? Like on a practical level, yeah. your kid is not doing well in school, kind of cares, kind of doesn't, whatever. What what do you do? Do you meet with the counselor? Do you get a tutor? Do you get involved? Or do you say you figure it out? I mean, I, I, there is such a, a a wide range of advice, but I'm I'm really curious as to like where, where you would start. Yeah. I, I think it's so much depends on the individual child because like I said, all three of mine, uh, ended up doing really unique paths for themselves, but they're all very different. And we all had to address it yearly. Like each one of my kids, we had to like reassess like, okay, is this working for you? Is it not? But our decisions were made based on each individual kid, because like I have all three are on the spectrum, but I have one that really struggles. I have another one that the spectrum causes them to be a super power, you know, and so that one struggles in different ways, Mm -hmm. you know, and like that's hard. That's what makes it hard is with every kid, you have to do it different. Yeah, you think you've learned. You're like, now I got it. Now (laughs) we're going to do this. Wait. (laughs) And this wonderful 16-year-old is really – being a beautiful mirror for his mother. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> yeah. You know, it is a gift, though. It really is. To it's say, like, well, what really matters here? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's true. You know, a quick, a quick story. Um, I was horrible in school. <laughs> you know, of course, you know, I, I didn't have as much support. I grew up in the foster care system. And... Um, Anyway, I just, I just, I didn't have that cheerleading mm. parental backing me up. Mm-hmm. And I was horrible. I, I did make it. I did make it. And then I remember um, I went to college for the first year at 18 because I did not want to be homeless. Wow. Because you age out and they just, yeah, yeah. and then you go. And a friend of mine just said, why don't you just go to college the first year? And I think a teacher told me that. And I went and I stayed in the dorms, failed miserably, had a great year. <laughs> um, and um, and I just thought, I've never been good at education. I'm just, I'm not smart. I'm not da-da-da-da-da-da. And I just remembered a friend telling me, school will always be there. It will always be there. It will always be available. And when I moved to Utah, I started going to school again. 
And then, of course, I had a ch- I had a child. She passed away. That shifted everything. Mm-hmm. And but that gave me a whole new perspective. And I remember my friend saying, "It's always going to be there." Yeah. So I decided, let me challenge myself. Went, finished up, ended up transferring up at the University of Utah. Thought I would never. I just didn't think I was smart enough or brilliant enough to do this. Walked away with two degrees <laughs> in my forties. I graduated <laughs> from the U in 2012. That's so awesome. your son is going to be okay. He's <laughs> yeah. going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and my path was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy to get to that point. But I, I, I'm hoping that'll support her and assist her with that because it, yeah. it'll always be there. The key is getting to know exactly what's going on with him. The key is, um, I, I, yeah, why is he struggling? To, yes. Like, What's underneath there that, yeah. yes. is there emotional issues? Is there chemical imbalances? Is What's there... going on? And you would know for sure. Like I, I mean... had one that was being bullied and I didn't mm, realize it. Yeah. And, wow. and every morning would wake up, would throw up before going to school. And, you know, we were seeing every doctor. We were like, and, it, and one day it finally dawned on me and I was like, like, this isn't physical. This is emotional. Yeah. Like, hmm. you know, yeah. and, and so it's always like, you got to get to that root cause, which they don't know how to put it into words a lot of times. Like, they don't know what they're struggling yeah. with. And yeah. so... And I love it. And the reason why I said you would know is because I love when you shared about um, how unique all of your children are. And you had to do it different with every single child. <laughs> and it's we so all do. True. And, you're, and you're different. Like, yeah. the way well, that I yeah, parent, parent now is different than yeah. I would parent 20 years ago. <laughs> parent, the, right. Your first child, God, is and very different And your first child is quick to point it out, too. Yes. <laughs> He comes home, he came home the All other the day, and he was like, oh, is this how we're raising the children now? And I'm like, yeah, sorry. You know better, you do better. It. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, no, it's fine. Somebody has to be the first pancake. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was so much harder. That's such a great, I, I always tell my kids, like, my so only bad. job as a parent is that you need less therapy than I did. So, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, I, I think we're doing great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, my oldest son, he remembers me chasing him uh, with a broom through the house. So yeah. that's that's not it. Yeah. Nobody else got the broom, but he did. Yep. He got the broom. I think you make such a good point, though, that it's really all about the relationships and where your heart is. Like, do they know that you support them even when they're not doing what you would choose? Oh, that's such a good point. That <laughs> um, are you consistently there? Do you care for them through all of it, through the ups and the downs? And and I think as we show them that love, I mean, 20 years from now, will it really matter that much? Probably not. Like your story, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that you shared that. That gives some really good perspective. Like, you know, we, we can always come back <laughs> to school. Yeah, I felt like a loser. <laughs> It, it does feel it. big in the moment, though. Yeah. That's the thing. It feels and like it's, there's huge risks. Yeah, And it feels like you're giving up stuff yeah. or opportunities. Yeah. That's the, the voice yeah. that I've had as a mom had to quiet in my mind yep. of like, you don't know what their life path is going to be. You think you know, but um, it, it, and it may close some doors and it may yeah. open others. Like, just to not get yeah. so caught up in that, like. Yeah, I don't know, but I appreciate what you're saying is is that, you know, we don't parent in a vacuum and none of these school issues, behavioral, whatever it is, exists in a vacuum. There's always something else going on. And um, I know that when my husband passed away and here my kids are all grieving and trying to do school, like... Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. I, and I wasn't thinking straight. I was in my own little yeah. fog, as you were. Right. And one of my kids just 
completely failed everything. And I remember at the time going, I should probably care a little bit more about this, but also I just want him to want to be on this earth and I want him to be okay yeah. more than that. And and that's a dramatic I- example, but I don't think that a lot of us are too far removed from other things. The stresses of, of just life, yeah. I think, affect these kids in a much more intense way than they did uh, for sure 20 years ago, 100 years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And and yet we're still expecting them to sort of perform as adults. Perform. And perf- it, it, yeah, it doesn't word. make any yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, some of the most beautiful things that have come about in my life have come about because of failures or closed doors. Ooh, give me an example. Well, I just, so I, um, I was a dancer all growing up, all through high school. I spent my life in the studio and all I ever wanted to be was a dance teacher more than I wanted to get married or have kids. Like getting married and having kids was so on the back burner. I just wanted to be a high school dance teacher. So, um, I turned down full scholarships because I wanted to go right to ASU and my first semester at ASU as a dance major, I blew both my knees out and it rocked my world because I had no plan B. I had no other like, but the, it put me on a totally different direction, you know? And so like, I think sometimes in life we have to let our kids have some of these doors close because it opens beautiful other paths that, that we certainly didn't know were, were out there. And wow. So here's a possibility, um, in that, um, share about, you know, letting the children express themselves and finding out what they're about and what they're wanting and um, getting to really know them. But also, how about this for adults? What if they actually make choices and it's not a painful consequence? Are we hearing what we're saying and what we're putting out into our home? And with ourselves, does it always have to be a challenge to get it? What if they actually know something that we don't know and they will actually experience success by flunking out of school? What if they're the next Steve Jobs? <laughs> what if? Yeah, not, what not if? a college graduate. Yeah, why does it, why does it have to always be, well, you know, well, you know. Ooh, you know, if they don't, they're gonna, ooh, ooh. You know, that's just me being. Well, it's all, it's all, but, but yeah. fear. There's a, it's yeah, it's fear based. Fear of our failure yeah. more oh, than the, it is. There you go. Feel it, fear of their failure. And that's where the love comes in. Well, the and love, it, it does. And as I'm yeah. hearing you talk, I'm thinking only one oh, power. I, I would want to tell you what was going on with my kid. I wouldn't try to sugarcoat it. Yeah. With the way that you're speaking. And how much more permission could we give each other as women, as moms? If we were a little bit like we just shared all of the like, yeah, they're flunking out. They're not doing well, you know, mm-hmm. and we encourage each other more instead of saying, well, it's a struggle, but we'll see. And what about <laughs> talking about their ce- what about the celebrations? What about the conversations, the celebrations? Yeah. Right. Why is it this conversation always about, oh, my, well, my child yeah. and my child yeah. and it's going to be and it's horrible. Here are these markers that these we celebrate the- and we don't instead of there's other Markers. Celebration. Celebration. My child is struggling in school, but one of the things that I know about my child, he's going to figure this out. And you know what else? He's really good with machines. And he's really creative. Yeah. Yeah. And because of this, and because I know that there's something to this 
kid of mine. I don't know what it looks like right now because right now it's looking kind of crazy. <laughs> but they're going to do something amazing. Yeah. And I don't quite know what that is yet. So I'm going to hold space and I'm going to be present for my child. Yeah. In this I love moment. That. Yeah. I, yeah. Love Looking on, baby. Looking for those. <laughs> and and the, if your kid is always anticipating, oh, they're going to, they celebrate everything about me or they they love me. Like, this isn't performance-based, my acceptance it's into this natural. family. Yeah. It's just natural. Right. It's just, yeah, how, I mean, you're, you're more inclined to take risks, to, to, to make bigger choices, I think. And magic happens. Miracles happen. They start show up in ways, not because you're doing it because you have an expectation, but that's because that's who you are and what you embody. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing that, they're experiencing that, and it feels good. Yeah. It's so beautiful when it clicks <sighs> and you see it. And you yeah. can, and you, can mm-hmm. you know, you see them like finally get themselves and you're just, yes. it's a beautiful moment. And then the mama comes back with the 16-year-old and says, guess what? Oh, my gosh. He decided <laughs> to go to a tech school. High school really isn't for him. Yeah, yeah. He wants to go to a tech school. Yeah. And he's just accelerating there. So and many And we possibilities. can all be, oh, how great that he found his thing. Yep. Yeah. And that's what we're excited about. Just that people were able to live the kinds of lives that they want to, you know? Yeah. And, and they get to decide that kind of legacy. We just have a, a couple of minutes left. I'd love for us all to like go around and just um, to this mom, to this question, when it's just about, you know, tips that how I can help my son care about his grades. You know, we really have addressed that, I think, of like, is that what we really should should care? Um, I, I wonder if you could just leave us with like a, a just a last thought. Yeah, I'll go. Um I think I love that you're talking about having a, having the conversation. What's your life goal? Um, sit down. What do you want? Let's let's make a plan. How can we get you there? Are the choices you're making now helping you get closer or farther from that goal? I mean, these are conversations I've had with my kids, so it's very <laughs> recent in my mind. <laughs> but and and then let them decide. I'm not I'm not going to be able to make the decision for them. I can't go turn in their homework and take their tests for them. And any amount of pressure I'm putting on um, can sometimes make it worse. But I can help them see and then just cheer them on as they try to work towards those goals. So I love that. Making it a co- experience. I'm your cheerleader. Instead of, well, good luck. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just laying it out. I um, I just, you know, kind of playing on that same idea. I, I think kids sometimes lack all of the different perspectives. So I think sitting down and having a conversation about like, okay, here's all the options. You know, this might not be working for you, but what if we do online school? Or what if mm-hmm. we go to tech school? Or, you know, like sitting down and giving them input in their own future you know, because we can't make them be passionate about something that they're not. Right. And and it doesn't mean we just throw up our hands and say, oh, school's not for you then. But we try to help them find the passion for what they are passionate for and then tap into that. Yeah. I love that. And you know me, celebrate what is. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all you have. Celebrate what is. Because no, but you I love are that. We need to hear that more. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, we, we live in, we're always so humdrum. Yes. Yeah. Systems, systems and society has taught us a certain way. And now these children that are coming up and coming through are breaking it's those systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not working. It's not working for yeah, them. They're not having it. You know, so for this mom, I would simply say, just be present with yourself. 
and be present with your son. Ask questions. And one of the main questions is, question is, um, what are your dreams? Do you have any dreams? You know, how are you feeling? Yeah. How can we support do? you in those dreams? Yeah, how can we yeah. support you in that? Perfect. Support yeah. you in these dreams. I get that school is kind of tough here right now. So if you could do anything, if you could do anything right now in your life, what would that be? Mm-hmm. And then let them talk. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I love getting the council of moms together. Um, it's good. It's good to to share different ideas and get a different perspective. You know, I was this type A. I remember one time. I I I hate telling this story because it reveals to. I've come a long way, but I got a B in um, college and I cried. And I told that to my late husband, and he made fun of me, and rightfully so. And his whole motto throughout um, grad school was C's get degrees. So. Right. <laughs> It's okay to reach out and try to change your mind about something. Yeah. It's okay. The yeah. world will not fall yeah. apart. And I think this is this yeah. is true for anyone asking any question about a teenager because you do yeah. think the stakes are high. Yeah. Right. But they're not really as high as you think they and are. And I love it. I love having this discussion. I would this, have loved these. <laughs> I know. See, like, it just reveals too. I was just like, <laughs> listen, it was not the right way to be, but um, here we are. It's the perfect I've way to be lot. because here you are. And we made it just fine. <laughs> yeah. We did it, you guys. We did yeah. it. <laughs>